Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 55th 5-5 episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your host, Samantha Shorky. And I am Sarah, lacking in the muscle department, Shorky. Oh yeah, I totally forgot to add a little middle name for myself in this intro. That's okay. Everybody knows who you are. Well, normally I'd be saying something like, Sam, bring on the soreness, Shorky, or something catchy like that. But since I'm still taking her easy since my C-section birth slash surgery, and sadly only averaging three, if I'm lucky, workouts a week, and I'm super pressed for time when I do make it into the gym, unfortunately, I'm just not that sore anymore these days. Yeah. Am I the only one who hates that aspect of working out? Like, I don't understand. Do people not need the use of their limbs? Because I need to wash my hair or lift my arms or (laughs) walk down a set of stairs without crying out in pain. I literally hate that jelly, numb, tingling after workout feeling. Oh man, I love that feeling. And I should preface that by saying that I do proper recovery protocols to prevent me from walking like Frankenstein or being in pure agony. But yeah, I really do like a little bit of tightness. I like to feel toit and, uh, you know, be reminded that my muscles are building and therefore repairing themselves. And that little bit of soreness, that toitness is what tells me I am. Well, I like the tightness. I just don't like the dangling dead limbs that can't feel anything anymore. Well, if you haven't yet gathered, dearest podcast listeners, this episode is all about recovery. So this is one for all you meatless meatheads and serious lifters listening, or maybe you're a newbie bodybuilder. If that's the case, you're probably more sore than anyone. Yes, this episode we are covering all things recovery from my favorite supplements to help those muscles repair themselves to physical practices you can do like stretches and foam rolling. We should probably also talk about the new thing that I got dad recently. It is called Bed of Nails. What the hell is that? It's pretty cool actually. It's basically like an acupressure like type yoga mat that you obviously lie on and press your back into it and it's supposed to really relieve back pain and and help with recovery and things like that. So I thought dad, because he's always complaining about his sore back, I thought it would be a good gift for him. And if he didn't use it, I would use it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see it. Yeah, I don't think he likes the fact that he has to be shirtless to really reap the benefits of the bed of nails. Why no shirt? Well, like I said, it's acupressure. So it's basically this mat that has tiny little plastic spikes all over it. I got it from Bed Bath & Beyond and I heard about it 
it from Tim Ferriss, who has an awesome podcast. And basically, you lie on it for 10 minutes every morning is ideal. And it combines the benefits of acupuncture and massage and its self-healing form of therapy. It's good for reducing pain, inflammation. It also helps to relax you. Oh, and you'll like this, Sarah. It's good for insomniacs, too. Okay, screw dad. Give it to me. Screw you. What'll you give me for? It costs me like 80 bucks. I will give you the gift of not seeing your sister with back pain. Because you loved me. Okay, so anyways, I am a fan of Bed of Nails, so I'm mentioning it on the recovery episode because I quite enjoy lying on it whilst I meditate in the morning. It's a great way to start the day. I also love my yoga wheel, which is something I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast, but for anyone listening who squats and deadlifts a lot and frequently suffers from tight hips, I am telling you the yoga wheel is a game changer. Make sure I do link up these tools I'm mentioning in the show notes for this episode. The yoga wheel is really good for opening up your hips and also giving your spine and your chest a really good long stretch when you put it along your spine. I've been using the yoga wheel for probably a good two years now, pretty much every day, and it really has made a difference for my flexibility. I personally like the foam roller. I like to stretch out lengthwise, you know, so my spine runs along the curve of the roller and then stretch my arms out above my head. Right. That is a damn good backstretch. Yeah, I also like that. And while we're on the topic of foam rolling, this is something I often get asked. Is it better to foam roll before or after a workout? And my answer is actually both. So what I often tell my clients is in a perfect world, when you get to the gym, you would start with about five, maybe 10 minutes of light cardio, maybe just walking on the treadmill, or on the bike, whatever, something to get the blood flowing, heart rate up, and just prepare your body and mind for exercise, nothing too intense. You would then follow that with five minutes of active stretching and foam rolling. Now, active stretching is also known as dynamic stretching. What that means is you're not doing the yoga type slow, long stretches, which are actually called static stretches, but rather it's a dynamic active type of stretching that's meant to loosen everything up, then you would want to end your workout with those yoga type stretches, the static stretches, and a little bit more foam rolling. Another thing that I always suggest is foam rolling pre-leg day is especially beneficial because most people have weak glutes or they at least have weaker glutes than their quads. And when your quads for most people, when they are the dominant muscle group, they are always going to try and take over and do all of the work. So if you're doing a deadlift, a squat day, what I often will get my clients to do, especially if you want to build up your butt, foam roll your quads before those big leg days because it's basically going to tell your quads to just chill out and let the other leg muscles like your glutes and your hamstrings do some of the work. I am learning a lot. Oh, good. 
but yeah, in general, I'm definitely a big fan of foam rolling as well. In addition to my quads, I like to do my glutes and my whole back. In case anyone is wondering why and how foam rolling is so damn good for us, the technical term for foam rolling is called myofascial release. It's that long foam tube that is at every gym in the studio or the stretching room. You're basically applying gentle, sustained pressure into and onto those tight parts of your myofascial connective tissue. It's going to help to eliminate pain, it's going to help with the soreness, and it's basically going to restore motion to those joints that you're pressing on. And not only does foam rolling give instant, although painful, I call foam rolling sweet pain. It's a sweet pain, bro. Because it's not pleasant, but it's very relieving. You can really feel the the fascia getting loosened up. But yeah, not only does foam rolling provide major relief to your sore muscles and joints, but it also really helps to improve your joints range of motion and correct any imbalances that your muscles have. So definitely, if you're pressed for time, a lot of people say, screw it, even me as a trainer, it's one thing that I tend to neglect, which is why I also have a foam roller at home. But definitely, if you want to get the most bang for your buck and get the most out of your workouts and keep your body in the best shape possible and your joints, do not neglect the foam rolling. Done post-workout or before bed is a great time to do it. It'll help relax your muscles. You can just rub it along your back horizontally for a few minutes or vertically like Sarah was saying she does it. And just a great way to get all those kinks out from the day's stress. I realize this is kind of hard to talk about stretches on a podcast. Podcast. I was going to give some of my favorite stretches, but how am I going to do that when yeah, no one can see you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've noticed you're gesticulating things. And yes. Like, nobody can yeah. see you right now. Maybe that's a sign we should start doing videos of our podcast, although we're in a closet yeah. right now. Anyways, I guess I can just give the names of the best stretches. Okay, whatever. Let's just leave the stretching commentary at dynamic stretches pre-workout and static stretches post-workout. And you guys can all use Google. Dynamic stretches, again, they're basically bigger, explosive type movements where a bunch of muscles are working together. And this type of stretching is going to prepare your joints for movement, prepare your muscles to be activated, whereas those static, slow, sustained type stretches, they're a lot more isolating for one muscle, and you're basically holding that joint or muscle in place for a little bit of time. So I do like to do these post-workout or any time during the day, really, those static stretches. Honestly, guys, whenever you can fit some stretching and foam rolling into your day, it's better than none at all, even if it's just for five minutes. And as I already said, I think during meditation, if you're into that, and if you listen to this podcast, you should be into mindful meditation. Great time to get some stretching in, get some foam rolling done, hit up that yoga wheel, and now bed of nails too apparently if dad doesn't want it. Am I the only one who has Bon Jovi's bed of roses in my head every time you say that? Yeah I guarantee you are. (laughs) I wanna lay you down on a bed of nails. All right, and if you do not want to invest in any of these things, but you do want to make use of all of their muscle recovery and healing benefits, you can definitely always use the foam roller at your gym as well. Mm, And share bodily fluids with a million other people. 
I really do think that most people can benefit from using a yoga wheel. I don't remember how much it is. I think I got mine for free. Thank you, whoever you were. But I think the foam rollers are about 40 bucks. I yeah, say. foam rollers, they're not cheap for a piece of foam. But the yoga wheel, you can definitely purchase online or probably find one at any yoga studio in your hometown. I really don't think they would be too expensive. Oh, and here's a good tip for all you thrifty meatheads listening. You can also use a big stability ball for a good back stretch as well. So you basically want to just lie on top of it with your arms overstretched and you're going to roll backwards until your hands touch the floor and you're going to feel a really good stretch along your spine the same way that you would in the yoga wheel. And if you don't want to invest in a foam roller, here is a ghetto hack for that one that I've personally used. Just break out your rolling pin, bakers. You'd be surprised what a good myofascial release you can get from a good old rolling pin. Yeah, you've given this hack to me in the past and mm-hmm. it, it does work well. But I feel like you need another person to roller pin you. You can only self-roll so many muscles. Well, it is good for doing your own quads and calves as well. But glutes and back, not happening. <laughs> all right, now that you've got all the physical tools in your utility meathead belt to help with muscle recovery, let us cover some of the best foods to eat for optimal muscle repair and reducing inflammation in those overworked muscles. So Sarah, you know me quite well and you have worked for me for a few years now. If you do not know the answer to this, clearly you have learned nothing about my coaching business. So what are two top food sources that I always recommend to clients who are suffering from a workout-related inflamed muscle injury? I was confident I knew the answer until you said two, because I was going to say turmeric. Yep, that's one. Yay. Yeah, the only other one I can think of is magnesium, but that's not so much a food. Oh, is it ginger? It is ginger. And actually, good call on the magnesium. That is also definitely a great supplement for recovery. And for the record, there are plenty of foods that contain magnesium as well. Kale, spinach, avocado, bananas, mangoes, nuts and seeds. There's plenty of stuff. I was actually, I was thinking of like an actual spice or thing you eat. Anyway, shut up. What do I win? (laughs) Bed of nails? (laughs) I want to lay you down on a bed. Bed of nails. No, you win nothing. How about all of the wisdom that I pass on to you is a, a prize in itself. I'm so very grateful. As we were saying, both ginger and turmeric are definitely great at reducing pain and inflammation. Also, cinnamon, garlic, and the bromelain, which is found in pineapple. So if you are sore, you're chronically inflamed, definitely it's all about the spices. You got to spice up that food of yours, ginger, turmeric, cinnamon, and garlic, baby. And of course, vitamin C, as we all know, has tons of healing benefits. It's also a great immune immune system strengthener, as we all know, hence why our moms are always telling us to up the vitamin C when we have a cold. So of course, eating fruits and veggies is going to be great for recovery because they're all very high in vitamin C. And we should talk about just being vegan in general and how many professional athletes have made 
to switch to veganism because not only has this diet benefited their athletic performance, but I hear all the time from athletes that it greatly improves their recovery time as well. And this is something that I get asked about quite often when I do interviews or speak with new vegans. Honestly, I don't really have any personal experience to compare with when it comes to my recovery pre-vegan versus vegan because I was vegetarian for 20 years before going vegan and I was already vegan when I started my hardcore bodybuilding endeavors. But based on the research that I've done, this is what I've found. Elements that slow recovery time down the most are inflammation and oxidative stress. However, thankfully, a vegan diet can reduce inflammation and combat oxidative stress due to the rich array of nutrient-dense plant foods we vegans are consuming. And contrary to popular belief, diets rich in animal protein, such as chicken and chicken's periods to the layman eggs, can actually hinder your body's ability to recover after a workout. Now this, my friends, is because these foods derived from animal proteins actually cause a buildup of bacterial endotoxins in our bloodstream after we eat each meal. Now my dear friend Dr. Michael Greger, the author of How Not to Die, and I should preface this by saying I call Dr. Greger a dear friend because we were both both keynote speakers at a vegan summit last summer. Well, I was the plan B speaker, the backup, because Dom Thompson bailed at the last minute, so they decided to call me up because I lived nearby. Nevertheless, my face was on a poster next to Dr. Michael Greger, so I will forever say we are dear friends. But anyway, my good friend Dr. Greger, he explains in his book How Not to Die that this invasion of endotoxins from animal protein actually triggers an immune response in the body because the body actually perceives this as a bacterial threat. And that is why inflammation ensues. So this, of course, is going to hinder your body's ability to recover after a workout, whereas consuming a whole food vegan diet has been found that inflammation is lowered drastically within the body. This is all thanks to the phytonutrients that are found in plants. Yes, phytonutrients, including antioxidants and polyphenols, all have anti-inflammatory properties. And so, it would only make sense that the more phytonutrients you consume as an athlete or a bodybuilder, the faster your body may recover from exercise-induced inflammation. Fascinating. Oh, and I should also mention that in addition to the phytonutrients and all kinds of vitamins that of course are found in the vegan diet, plants are also loaded with complex carbs that of course provide us with energy and are our body's preferred source of energy and used as muscle glycogen storage. And for those who don't know, muscle glycogen is the main source of fuel for our muscles when we are 
working out. And this is obviously super important for recovery. Hmm, that's interesting. I guess that's why there are so many UFC fighters who are vegan now. Mm -hmm. And athletes in general. Yeah, well, I was thinking UFC fighters because they get the shit kicked out of them constantly. Mm -hmm. And all those fruits and veggies help them heal faster. They're mm -hmm. probably snorting bags of turmeric left, right, and center. Did I ever tell you that I hung out with Nick Diaz, who is a pretty well-known UFC fighter, and actually both Nick Diaz and his brother Nate Diaz, also a UFC fighter, are longtime vegans? Didn't he trash your hotel room or something, and then you ended up yelling at him and kicking him out? Yeah, apparently I'm doing a name-dropping <laughs> episode, but yeah, I was in Vegas with a girlfriend, and Nick Nick Diaz was walking through our hotel and his manager had a little thing for me and started chatting me up and they ended up inviting us out for some drinks and we got pretty wasted with them and for the record Nick Diaz loved that I was vegan and we ended up all going for veggie burgers in the hotel afterwards and he must have ordered like 25 veggie burgers all with fries and drinks but we all ended up in my hotel room and and Nick, for some reason, started arguing with his manager. And the next thing I know, he picks up a plate of fries and whips it across my room. And it smacks against the wall and slides down. And of course, I was drunk and like so angry that he did that in my room. And so I started raging on him. And I walked right over and got in UFC champion <laughs> fighter Nick Diaz's face and was like, how dare you disrespect? me like that. Kind of in like the same yelling whisper that mom always did to us as kids, you know. Nothing more threatening than that. Yeah, and Nick Diaz, I shit you not, was scared. So he started apologizing profusely. He was quite drunk as well. Apparently he thought that we were in his hotel room and immediately called housekeeping to come clean it up. And yeah, that's a fun, drunken Vegas fact about <laughs> me and fellow vegan UFC fighter Nick Diaz. There you go. By the way, Nick, you know that saying, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? <laughs> Not when somebody has a podcast. Back to vitamin C. How it works for recovery purposes, it basically flushes your muscles of the lactic acid and the lactic acid is that soreness that we feel. So if you are chronically sore from all the beast mode workouts you're doing, definitely a few supplements that I have found to be really helpful for both me and what I always recommend to clients. L-glutamine, which I'll touch on. Uh, magnesium, as Sarah already mentioned. Good job, Sari. And vitamin C, L-glutamine, in case anyone is curious. It is an amino acid, but a very important one with many functions in our bodies. It definitely helps with muscle recovery, as I mentioned, and also really just aids your overall immune system and is good for intestinal health. Vegan glutamine is usually sourced from beets or corn, and bonus if it's fermented because it'll also be easier on your diet digestion. I've always really liked the North Coast Naturals brand, but they are Canadian, eh? So not sure if the Americans or Nick Diaz can get that one. 
<laughs> and I should also probably give an honorable mention to creatine monohydrate, which can also aid in muscle recovery and muscle growth. Now, creatine is like glutamine, another amino acid, and your body actually creates it. It can be found in your muscles naturally, also found in your brain. But did you know that vegans don't actually have as much of it as our animal eating counterparts? So studies have shown that if anyone of all the bodybuilders and athletes can benefit from supplementing with creatine, it's actually vegans and it'll benefit their recovery from workouts because we're naturally lower in creatine than meat eaters. Now, if any of my clients are listening, they might be thinking, hey, you don't recommend creatine to me. And I personally don't because I find that it does make me look bloated because it does fill your muscles with water. I do consume it if I'm doing a hardcore building bulking phase, but I never want to recommend it to clients because I, they always complain about being bloated anyways, and I don't want to give them something that I know is going to make them look more bloated, even though during a proper building phase, yes, absolutely, it is a good thing to supplement with. And I will mention as well, if you do buy creatine, do make sure that you get the monohydrate kind because that is a synthetically made creatine, which is what us vegans want, whereas a lot of the other ones are sourced from seafood and red meat. And finally, we cannot, of course, record a whole podcast on recovery without mentioning the importance of sleep and rest days. And I will always, always, always advise anyone, you have to have at least one rest day when your goal is to build muscle. So every time I see the hashtag team no days off on Instagram or whatever, or I have people come to me and say, oh yeah, I work out like a maniac seven days a week. It, it honestly makes me cringe because I'm sorry, you need to allow your muscles a time to repair themselves. That is how they grow. That is how they get bigger. That is what bodybuilding is. You are injuring yourself. You are breaking down the muscle fibers. So they need to heal. They need to rebuild in order to build a new layer of muscle over top. If anyone has seen the movie Pumping Iron, you should know that all of the original OGs of bodybuilding like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno and Frank Colombo, when they were training for the 1975 Mr. Olympia, these guys would literally only train three days a week. Three days, granted, they would destroy themselves in the gym. Nevertheless, they obviously knew the importance of rest days and how those rest days actually helped them to build more muscle and avoid injury. Damn, I was thinking three days sounds much more reasonable than six, although I'm pretty sure Arnold and the Hulk were lifting heavier than I. Uh, yeah, and good call. I totally forgot Lou Ferrigno was the Hulk, the original Hulk. I was like, why are you mentioning the Hulk? And then I just got that vision of his face up close. <laughs> wig. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Sarah, you are so the useless trivia fact queen. Thank you. You serve no other purpose on this podcast, and you really haven't on this episode. <laughs> At least can we all give a little credit to Sarah for bringing so much random fact goodness onto the show. And I guess you do a good job of handling all the Patreon stuff, too. Our 
patrons might not agree with that statement, seeing as we've lost a few. Oh shit, really? Well, it's probably my fault, or let's blame my infant, I suppose. It's definitely Harry's fault. Yeah. And on that note, let's get to the Patreon prize. (laughs) Free shit! Last episode was all about making excuses. You mean energy flows where attention goes. Yes, that horse shit. I I, like saying that. I know. I know you do. (laughs) You know that my five-year-old was going around saying how she heard me editing the podcast and she was literally in that voice. (gasps) Energy flows where attention goes. Uh, Oh my God, I love that. That is awesome. Anywho, as I was saying, (gasps) last episode's prize was an energy supplement from our beloved friends at Performance Lab Mm -hmm. with L-carnitine, our lipoic acid, and coenzyme Q10 performance. Good stuff. I have no idea what they are. (laughs) Performance Labs Energy Supplement is a stimulant-free way to enhance energy in body and mind. Not only does it support cell ATP energy production, it also helps with fat metabolism and overall metabolic efficiency. Promotes whole body vitality on a cellular level, people. You totally ripped that off of uh, their website, didn't you? I sure did. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) I bet if you downed a couple of these with a cup of coffee, you'd really be flying. Probably. And actually, that reminds me. We should do a coffee enema on the podcast sometimes. I've never tried this, but I've heard so much great things, and it's very hot right now. No pun intended. How You've heard great things about a coffee enema. Yeah, seriously. I bet a lot of our listeners are fans of doing these. So please make a note of that. Unfortunately, I seem to have misplaced my pencil. Anyway, the winner of this super sweet prize is... Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Who have we got? Jessica. Jessica G. Congratulations. This is her second time winning a prize. All right. And what about the Patreon prize for this episode, Sari? Which, by the way, guys listening, if you want to get in on all of these prizes, just go to patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk and your name will get entered into these fun draws as well. Before I get to this episode's prize, I wanted to send out a big thank you to some new Patreon supporters. Shout out to Sally, Jody, Jessica S, and Grace. Because you loved us. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies, for joining our little Patreon family. Thank and, you. Yeah, boy, did you gals join up at a good time. Let me just say, there is a giant box downstairs I cannot wait to open. Some assembly required. Yes, a very expensive box. Apparently, Sarah says it will be a huge hit, so let's hope so. If it's huge failure, we know who to blame. Anyway, <laughs> we are very excited about some pretty awesome things we'll be working on over the next month, so all you patrons can look forward to that. And again, if anyone out there in podcast land wants to get in on this mystery box of excitement, just go to patreon.com slash jacked on the beanstalk. Okay, so since we're talking about muscle recovery this episode, we decided to give away another one of Performance Lab's awesome formulas. Did you want to tell everybody what it is, Sammy? Sure, and I don't need to read it off their website. This episode, we are giving away Performance Lab's pre-workout formula, and I chose this as the prize because it contains both glutamine and creatine, and as I mentioned, are amazing for recovery. 
It's also vegan, of course, and will definitely help to build some muscle and prevent soreness whilst you get jacked on the beanstalk, bro. I also love that it contains cordyceps, magical mushrooms, which are all the rage these days, and L-citrulline, which will both help your athletic performance, hence why it's a pre-workout. You'll be lifting like a savage beast after popping a couple of these babies. I also can't wait to start taking it myself as soon as I'm done breastfeeding, but sadly, I just figure it might not be the best thing for Harry right now. Yeah, did you just say magic mushrooms? I did. What are you, giggling like a fool and shitting yourself blind at the gym? <laughs> not that kind of magical mushroom, but now you're bringing me back to high school, Sarah, <laughs> and probably making Performance Lab never want to work with us again. And on that note, allow me to read this week's Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Nice, we haven't done one of those in a while. It is five stars, of course, and it comes from DAC2018 and is titled Bingeworthy. Well, I like the title already, and I feel like you need to read it in the voice of someone who is tripping out on mushrooms. <laughs> All right, here goes. I stumbled upon this podcast while Googling vegan bodybuilding competitors, and I am totally loving these sisters. I feel like I could totally relate to both of them. I am a former competitor and now mostly mom. Oh, perfect. I love the banter the sisters have with each other, the dry humor, and all of the info they put together. I have been binging this podcast since I found it, and it is making the cardio at the gym my favorite time ever. Aww. The podcast is a little bit of everything. It really does get every aspect of this amazing life, mind, body, and spirit, exploring how emotions are related to our food cravings, losing weight based on body type, and channeling your inner goddess. I love all the vegan components as well, from the pure vegan protein episode to a little bit of animal activism too. I love all things JOTB. And while my mom bod may not be totally jacked, I have found some new body confidence thanks to Sam, and I'm totally ready to rock some JOTB gear in my gym. Well, damn, DAC 2018 will no doubt love what we've got in our very expensive mystery box then. But no, seriously, Thank you so much for that review. I honestly loved it, and it melts my heart to know that random strangers feel this way about our super random podcast. Let's wrap up this episode already. What are we singing to conclude the recovery podcast, Sayer? Well, in keeping with the Patreon theme that will not die on this episode, <laughs> this week's song was especially great because I didn't have to choose anything. This song was actually a suggestion by one of our patrons. Nice. Which is another perk to becoming a JOTB patron. We will sing your song choice. If we like it. All right, what is it? The Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. This one is for you, Natalie. Thanks for the support. Enjoy. And speaking of tripping on mushrooms. A little Zeppelin. We come from the land of the ice and snow, from the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. Hammer of the gods will drive our ships to new lands to fight the horde and sing and cry. Valhalla, I am coming. On we sweep with the rushing arm. Our only goal will be the western shore. 
We come from the land of the ice and snow, from the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. How soft you feel, so green. And whisper tales of gore, of how we calmed the tides of war. We are your overlord. On we sweep with threshing off. Our only goal will be the western shore. Oh God, man! We really chose our individual parts well on that one. Yeah, it was it was like Natalie was our voice coach or something. Yeah, she really nailed it with that song. Yeah, I didn't know I'd be so good at the higher part. Mm -hmm. Good one, Natalie. I feel like I went too low in my lower register. Okay, well, that is it for this week. As always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to continue to support us despite only putting one episode out a month since the birth of my son. We love you. Have an awesome Jacked on the Beanstalk week, month. We'll be back soon. For now, Shorky Sisters, out.